Footy Lives Finals coverage is brought to you by Simmons Homes. Every day across Australia, it's tools up for Team Simmons because their people stand by their promise to start building your new home on time and on budget. So if you're ready to join the hundreds of Australians, just like Nikki G here that are welcoming home each month, talk to Simmons, the great Australian builder. Away season has been wrapped up and the foundation has been laid for an exciting finals series that will see the festival of football go to the corners of the country and this week highlights South Australia and Tasmania on their all-terrain tour. Melbourne captured the final premiership with a kick out of the siren, but is this a blessing or a curse? History suggests that the optimal place heading into finals is to be the filling between the first and fourth place sandwich. So maybe it's the cats and the power that hold the key to the premiership in 2021. With me today to sort through the myths and the facts that present us in the final series of 2021, are Footy Lives editors Jimmy Zabo and Nick Guglielminio. How are we doing, boys? Are we excited? Deja vu. 2021, just like 2020, lockdown footy, how good? No, actually, I think there's an asterisk this year. Richmond aren't in it, so it doesn't really count, to be fair. Now, it's a bit different, isn't it, now? Richmond aren't in it, and all of these teams in the eight, I think you could make a case for probably all of them. There doesn't seem seem to be a standout. I think I could pick probably two, but there's no real standout like there was in previous years, so I'm very excited about this finals campaign. Yeah, me too. It's the closest finals we've had in years, I reckon. It's mm. honestly anyone's. There's no clear-cut favourite, and that's what I'm looking forward to the most. There's a lot of close matches to come, hopefully tonight. I had a quick rundown. You said to be the closest and most interesting finals series we've had in a long time, and by the show notes, lots of mm. debates will be had around the water calls, the virtual Zoom calls in workplaces this week because we've got split picks basically the whole way through. It starts tonight, boys, Friday. Yep. Port Adelaide versus Geelong down at Adelaide Oval. We kick off the finals under lights. And it was Port that were victorious by 16 points in the similar contest last year. And I think many are expecting a similar outcome. So, Nikki G, what does mm. Port win tonight? Well, they're their informed team in the comp at the moment. They've won six in a row leading into finals. Um, I think they've timed their run perfectly. Uh, they did enough to earn that home ground advantage as well, which is huge because we know how much of a strong advantage that is for them, especially during finals. It can be quite chaotic and hostile over there in Adelaide. And with Geelong, I know their second half last week was very uncharacteristic, but I also think Melbourne exploited something that Port could also take advantage of as well. And as I said at the start of the year as well, you put pressure on Geelong and they crumble, and I think Port can do the same. They've got a strong midfield, guys like Wines and Boak, in the middle, they're built and ready for finals footy. Wines especially have been brilliant all year. And then there's also players like Robbie Gray. Um, he's got enough games into him in the lead up to finals. We know how much of an X factor he can be. And they've got a tall forward line. Meanwhile, Geelong, uh, they're a mark in defence and will be without Tom Stewart. And last week, we saw how much an effect that can have on the Cats there. Eight intercept marks were their third lowest of the year. Their rebound 50s forward entries was also their season low. So it's an uphill battle for Chris Scott already. His finals record, not that it means much, but it's not a good read at all for them. Just two wins in seven qualifying finals under Chris Scott and just six finals wins in 19 uh, finals. So, yeah, it's not a good look for Geelong. And I, honestly, I think it's ports to lose. Oh, very harsh. Very harsh, very, very harsh. Well, yeah. your turn here for the for the uh, rebuttal. There, obviously, you're picking Geelong, Jimmy. Yeah, I'll pick Geelong. I'm going to pick Geelong because they will win uh, tonight. You know, Nick, you're talking about last year in the finals 
with with Geelong and Port. And yes, Port did win, but earlier this season, which is more relevant and more appropriate, is Geelong won even over there. And we've seen time and time again that Port can fail against the top teams. And yeah, they beat the doggies. You know, so what? Look at the doggies form uh, recently. So I think Geelong have uh, have the quality to do it, and they've topped up. This is their year to win it. Nico, I know you hate them, but this is their year to win it. They've topped up, especially for this. And last year they were, you know, 21 points up in a grand final. I faded away in the second half, but they look even better this year, I think. And the way they control possession, they can play fast, they can play slow. You've got Mitch Duncan back as well, which really helps with their ball movement. But there's an interesting stat, 15 and zip the Cats are this year when they've kept their opponents to 80 points or less. Now in a final like this, and Geelong's experience, they will keep Port to under 80 points and they will win the game. And I know Alira Alira is very strong, It's it, but it's Hawkins' 300th game. And they'll do whatever they can to get the ball to Hawkins. And he will perform on a big stage, my friend. Um, so he's going to have a cracker. And I think Geelong are too good. They're too mature. And uh, I can just, the only, the only little bit of weakness is in the ruck for Geelong. And obviously Tom Stewart's not there, but they'll make up for it, the Cats, with their experience. And I think they're going to win this game. We often say that styles make fights and mm-hmm. the last three years has all been about Richmond's chaos football. Does chaos football still work or can a side like Geelong play that tempo measured style of football that has got them to the very edge of, you know, premiership success, but not quite there in the last three to four years? I think there's a, there's a balance that you've got to have, especially with the man on the mark rule. I don't think, I think you have to have a little bit of a balance of controlling the footy and that chaos style. And Geelong have proved it this year that they can play both styles, but they're very good at controlling the ball. And, and, when Port get the ball, they like to attack and move it fast. So they're not going to play into the hands of Port Adelaide here. They're going to, I think they're going to use a lot of balance. And, and like I mentioned before, with Mitch Duncan coming back, it's his first game in uh, in a couple of months or whatever it's been. But he he's going to be really impactful with with slicing through those little kicks that DeLong like to do and break through. It doesn't have to be fast, but they can they can move the ball from one end to the other. And without Reece Stanley as well, it's not too bad. Nico's overplaying it as per usual. I think, uh, yeah, the Cats will be fine. And for Nico, the retort for there for Port's uh, angle is that obviously all year we've said that they haven't been able to do it against top eight opponents. I mean, they do it against the top four in particular, have a terrible record in the last couple of seasons against, you know, similar uh, poised opponents. What makes you think they've turned the corner and that this year is the year they can finally start knocking off some some big clubs and some big names? Well, like I said, in the lead up to finals, they've been the informed team of the comp. So regardless of games early in the season, and I was I was quite critical of them as well. I thought that they were showing signs of being flat track bullies, but I've liked what I've seen from them over the last few weeks. And going into this week again, like home ground advantage, uh, their midfield's performing at the best they have all season. They've got an all Australian defender now in Alira Liu back there, and they've got a tall forward line against a, a defence that last week crumbled at the hands of Melbourne. So I think they've got all the all the um, assets and all the uh, players in the team to get the job done um, on the big stage. And, you know, they, they do have finals experience in that side. Um, they've been there. Ken Hinckley's been there. And I think they'll go in tonight well-prepared of what they're going up against. Sounds good. All right. Final picks then. Obviously, Jimmy, you've got Geelong, but by how much? I'll go Geelong by 17 points, just three goals. And O'Connor's going to tag one of the boys. It'll be Boke or Wines or whoever, and he'll stop them. And then probably a three-goal advantage, I think, that gives them. Nico, Paul, by how much? I think it's going to be close. I'm going to – I'll say under 10 points. We'll say we'll say eight points. I'm going to go the, the classic first-week boiler for Geelong, uh, Port by four goals. Four a goals? Runaway, 
runaway last quarter, that chaos football is still undefeated and uh, tempo football, it, it, it bores the fans. It's gonna it's gonna bore Chris Scott's eyes into watching and replaying all those deja vu moments. Speaking of deja vu, it's another Sydney Derby. It's elimination final number two on Saturday afternoon, and it travels down to Launceston mm. for the first time ever, I presume, in a Southern Death yep. match. Yep. The Giants are peaking at the right time, but Sydney has been underrated all year. Jimmy, you're mad about the Swans. How do they win yep. this one? I think they've got to win it through pressure. Uh, the best turnover team in the competition. Uh, they score 57.9 points a game from turnover. And they remind me of, of Richmond, Nico. And I know I like to bring up Richmond a lot, but that that uh, it's a chaos style. They, they're a pressure team that scores from turnovers, and that's what they've been doing all year. And there's been like a little bit of a patch where they haven't played their best football, but they're getting back into it. And we saw last week against the Suns, Buddy kicks a bag of goals and they're playing fast pressure football. Tom Papley is all Australian. Uh, Luke Parker is a contested beast. I love this mix of youth that they've got along with the veterans who are performing. And like you said, this is the first um, ever final in Launceston. It's the third time they've met in a final as well. But I think the, you know, they've both got experience on their side, but there's a, it feels like a new vibe, a new energy at Sydney. And I'm really excited about them. And if there's one team, you talk about form as well. I, I think that at the, if you look back at their form at the start of the season and, and they ran through teams like Richmond, but they ran through consistently and we're like, oh, where's this Sydney team come from? They're going to use that coming into finals. I think that the Giants have, um, they just scraped over the line. Um, and we saw actually the last time they played, GWS led by six goals to one in round 18. Sydney came storming back. That's going to give them a lot of confidence as well. I think Sydney are going to be way too good for the Giants in this one. Obviously, you've got the flip side here, Nikki G. Why are the Giants going to take that end-of-season momentum and, and sneak through to the next round of finals? Well, contrary, contrary to what Jimmy said, I think uh, the Swans this year uh, have overachieved a bit. And like you said, Jimmy, in that round 18 game when they last faced, um, GWS got off to a six-goal-to-one start. And that's what I'm looking at uh, heading into this game. I think they've got the capability of... Um, dismantling Sydney. I think that's what Leon Cameron will be looking at as a blueprint for this game. Um, There's also the last few weeks they've beaten the likes of Essen and Geelong, Richmond, all quite convincingly. Then Carlton, obviously, to finish off the season and go into finals with momentum. But the big one for me, I I think this game is going to be one in the middle. Uh, Sydney, obviously, without their two best midfielders for the season in Josh Kennedy and Callum Mills. And we know how much depth uh, the Giants also have in midfield uh, with Cornelio back especially. Um, so I'm not, I'm not 100% sold on the Swans and I honestly believe that uh, the Giants can capitalise and they've got more finals experience as well. So on that then, you said about, you know, it's going to be won and lost in the midfield, although the last time these two teams met, Giants only scored 16 points after half time. And I think goal scoring and point scoring has been their concern all year. Where are you seeing who's going to step up or is it going to have to be another Toby Green show for them to kick, you know, the 80, 90 points required to win a final these days? Well, I mean, over the last couple of weeks, we've seen Taranto forward and helped small forwards. He kicked four against the Tigers, I think it was. But um, they've got the tall timber. If they can get that ball out in the middle um, to the likes of Jesse Hogan and Himmelberg, they've got all the capabilities of taking down the Swans. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, 
And then the flip side for you there, mm. Jimmy, is that again, you said Swans are petering out towards the end of the season, according to according to Nikki G. How can they regenerate that form they had in early days or have they actually overachieved? But no, they haven't overachieved. They've just got to get their pressure back. I think it's just that the pressure was off in the in the in the times that faded. And Nico mentioned at the start of the game against Giants. Well, it wasn't important because the second half they came back and then flipped on the pressure. Uh, the, the Swans are fifth for inside fifties in the AFL. The Giants are twelfth. They don't get it in there that much. The Giants have got to be extremely efficient when they do get it in there. And yes, mid, midfielders. Um, that depth does hurt a little bit, but I think when you put on the pressure and that we've seen, it doesn't really matter. Their style stacks up. It's not really the players who you rely on. I think for the Giants, sometimes you do rely on individuals. And when it comes time to finals, I think that youth and that excitement is going to push them over the line, mate. I'm, I'm so confident in the Swans winning this one. All right, final picks then. Nikki G, Giants by how much? Giants also by 20 points. Ooh, oh, 20 points. Convincing win. Swans by how much, Jimmy? Oh, Hickey's going to have a blinder in the ruck and he'll make sure they get it out of the middle. Uh, a 98 po- No, uh, probably a – it'll be it'll be close-ish, I'll, I'll say. 15 points, 15 points. For I think it's going to be another, another thriller for the Battle of the Harbour Bridge, and I reckon and Jordan Dawson's going to step up into that hole. So with Mills oh. and Kennedy in, in doubt, we're going to see a mm-hmm. bit, of a, bit of an unsung hero come out. A little, little plug there for our Monday pod. Uh, he'll be my hero, predictively, for the Monday pod. He'll kick a couple, I reckon, and uh, the Swans to win by five points. A hey, quick one just, just before you move on, Gordo. Sam Taylor, he grew up a, a Hawthorne supporter. He loved Buddy Franklin. He's going to get an opportunity to play on him. I think he's going to be starstruck and in awe. I think Buddy's going to kick a bag on him. On to our second of the qualifying finals, Melbourne versus Brisbane. The Demons enter this on cloud nine. They're, they're, people have signed up. They've tried to get quarantined into Perth so they can get a ticket to the grand final. They've, they've basically all the one won the flag if you're talking to any of the D's fans. Brisbane, however, have snuck in to the to the top four in just as catech scenes as, as Melbourne did with a massive win on the weekend. So, Nikki G, now that your team's being knocked out of the finals uh, this year, well, been knocked out for a couple of seasons, to be honest. For ages. And, you, you know, you almost did merge with this club back in the day. Why will <laughs> Melbourne now be your, the, the new dynasty makers to take on the Hawthorne 3 pick? Well, I mean, they are the minor premiers, and I know minor premiers haven't had much luck going into finals over the last few years. But um, And they made it hard for themselves as well in the end, but they got there. They deserve it. They've been the most consistent team in a very un- inconsistent uh, year. So, But they've got the tools to get it done. We know their midfield is elite. Max Gorn, best ruckman in the comp, and he's on a high as well after last week, obviously. And then the defence with May and Lever back there, recently crowned all Australians. Um, I think they're playing some good footy. Uh, they have for most part of the year. And when they're playing their best footy, um, I don't think there's any team in the competition that can stop them and going into a qualifying final now, regardless of some blips have had along the road in the lead up to finals, their, their minds switch on now. Uh, this is a qualifying final and I think we'll see the best of Melbourne in the first week. Now, Jimmy, how did the Lions jump the Ds here? I think a lot of people are concerned at Melbourne. Again, they have had a history of getting ahead of themselves, but also haven't played their absolute best football in the back half of the season, which has been excused for preparing themselves for finals. But can the Lions jump them like they usually do and uh, and claim a preliminary final spot? 
100 percent. They're playing Melbourne, who were uh, a chokers. I mean, they're not going to stack up. No, that's too harsh. I'm I'm kidding on that. But no, they've they've <laughs> they've still got a chance, Brisbane. They do. They've been playing some good footy in the back half here. I mean, there was that slump when Nick put a line through and said they can't win. They're hopeless because there's no Heapwood. There's no Lions. Well, Joe Danaher has stepped up. They've been extremely accurate. We saw accuracy let them down in in finals gone by the last two seasons. But they've fixed that up. They look really dangerous. The Lions, especially recently, they snuck in the top four by the, by the skin of their teeth. Let's not, uh, let's not forget. That was uh, extraordinary scenes down there at the Gabba. But I think when their midfield is on, they score points and they win. And I think they've won nine this season by at least 42 points, which is the, the biggest of the uh, in the AFL. So they know how to score points, Brisbane. They get it inside 50. They're first in the comp, actually, for getting it inside 50. So they're going to generate opportunities. And when you've got guys like um, Joe Danaher and Charlie Cameron performing, and they are big-time players, you watch out, Nico. Watch these stars light up. I think everyone's getting on this story with Chris Fagan because he's been able to build this team from nothing. And I think the the two failures of the last two seasons has really lifted this group. And Mitch Robinson makes a return now. They said Reith Matheson was this barometer. I think Mitch Robinson's a barometer. He is is going to bring a lot of life and energy into this Brisbane side who will uh, have a good chance of winning this game. Another question for you then, Nikki G, about tempo football. Obviously, Melbourne number one defensive side in the competition. Brisbane, a hugely effective attacking side. Yeah. Are we still in a – we've never been in an era where defence actually wins games of, of AFL football towards the pointy end of the season. But do you think that a Dower Melbourne side has what it takes to shut down the scoring power of the Lions? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially with Hipwood out as well, like uh, Jimmy touched on. Um, there's only Charlie Cameron and uh, Joe Danaher to stop. And uh, going up against Maid Lever and the rest of the Melbourne boys in defence, they've stacked up for most of the year. And I think they can uh, shut the lines down. Um, and it, as well, Brisbane need to win it out of the middle to really trouble uh, the Ds. I think that's the way you take the Ds down is winning it at the source and being first to the footy. Um, but with the strength Melbourne have in midfield and in the, in the ruck as well, um, I think it's an uphill battle for Brisbane really and Oscar McInerney to really uh, trouble the D's mids. So, yeah, uh, I'm backing the D's in to, you know, uh, focus on the footy that's got them to the top of the ladder and, uh, yeah, get a win in the first week of finals. And the final question for you here, Jimmy, is that mm. do you reckon this game will be won and lost in the first half like it was almost last week with Melbourne and, and Geelong? So Brisbane here are a top three side for first half performances. Melbourne only ranked seventh. Do you reckon if the, the Lions get off to a fast start, will that get the job done? Or does it need to be a four-quarter performance? Yeah, I think in finals especially, it's really hard to come back into games and it's more of a psychological battle. So I think a fast start is really important. So I don't see... A, a, you know, a game last week coming back from, you know, seven goals down the Ds to, to overturning it. I don't see that happening. So I think Melbourne need to be on their game straight away if, if they want to, if they want to win this game. All right. So final picks here again. Yeah. What you got? Yeah. Uh, Melbourne, Melbourne, they're the minor premier. So I'm backing them in. And by what margin? Ooh, three goals, 18 points. Pretty close games all around here. Mm. Jimmy, Brisbane by... No, I'm going to go Melbourne, to be honest. You're going to go Melbourne as well? well I, mean, I made a big devil's case advocate. For, you yeah, had to do that, it for the time. I had to do it. I had to make a case for Brisbane, but I honestly feel that Melbourne are going to win this one. I, mean, I think you know, Brisbane have lost seven games this year and six of them have been away from the Gabba. 
Um, they don't travel that well. And I think it is going to be one out of the middle. I honestly do. Now, Zorko's in form. There is good form in that midfield, but I think Melbourne's is just too strong. Oliver and Petrarca, you know, Bailey Fritch even up forward, he's, he had a career best performance last week and they're starting to score, which they hadn't been doing Melbourne. They've had forward problems, but they're all uh, starting to light it up in the forward line. So I'm going to go Melbourne. Close one though, 10 points. I think we've got a Kings making moment coming here where you get your comeuppance and then you bounce back. I reckon Melbourne drop one here. Got the gate. They'll get ahead of themselves. What was it? Seven, six? People in the All-Australian, this is is prime time for the the cultural insecurities of bathwater drinking to come out. If they get jumped, (laughs) and they will, statistically statistically it shows that they get jumped early in games, and if they get jumped by Brisbane early doors, that's Brisbane's opportunity to snag one here and get themselves into a prelim from fourth. Mm. So look out for for a lion attack. Speaking of animals, the last game of the weekend, Western Bulldogs versus Essendon. Now, the Mm. Bombers... The Bombers have done the exact opposite to the Doggies here. The Doggies are on a deep Mm. slide of form whilst the Bombers are crawling their way up to try and defeat, I think, a 700-day-plus drought of funnels wins. Let's start with you, Nico, and the the happy case here. How did the Bombers break that drought? Well, I mean, the Dogs are the one under the pump going into this week, to be honest. They're in shocking form heading into finals, and Essendon go in with that nothing-to-lose mentality, really. So all the pressure is going to be on the Bulldogs to win. Even Bonten Pally, he's been in Brownlow talk all year and he's been a shadow of himself uh, over the last few weeks. So he faces a tough task of turning around his form ASAP as well as the rest of the Bulldogs' mids because they've been smashed recently. Even when these two sides last played against each other in round 21, which is relatively recent, the Bombers won and it was because they smashed the Dogs in the middle. 16-plus in clearances, which was Essendon season high. 70 of their 97 points came from clearances and that was a 49-point differential compared to the Dogs. So what Essendon needs to do is just play with that fearless approach. Um, I know it's easier said than done because it's finals footy and they can get caught up in the occasion, but they've shown that they can play with that all uh, at times this year, year at least. And if they hunt that footy and be in the Bulldogs' faces all day, um, keep that pressure on, they'll win this game. They'll win this game. On the flip side, mm. Jimmy, you got the case here for the doggies. How do doggies turn things around after a pretty poor last five or six weeks? Well, they put the, the last few weeks behind them. This is a new season. It's finals. You start fresh. Look on paper. Look at these two sides. The Bulldogs cannot lose this game. The, the quality that they've got in this side is ridiculous. And we saw at the start of the season how good they were and they knew they'd done the job. They're going to play finals. And then that that kind of gets in your mentality. So they're not their best for the last few weeks. So don't worry about it. Contest the ball, they're number, they're number three. Clearance is their number one. They are a strong side, especially out of the middle, where Essendon can't compete there. Uh, you know, Libba hasn't been on his best and neither has the Bond. But this, as I said, this is a new season. They will start and they will get it out of the middle and they will uh, absolutely tear the Bombers apart with their experience and with their attitude and their strength. Mate, this is this is the doggies to win. It's, uh, it, it's, it's going to be an absolute thrashing. And so with the goal I laid down there, Nikki G, how did how – does- what have you seen from Essendon's season so far that kind of gives you a hope or a light or, you know, some kind of proof that they can take down high-quality opponents, which they haven't really done so far this season? And, you know, nor did we expect them to, to be totally honest. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. But it's it, when they're going up against the mid-table or lower teams, they do play with a, a lot more of a ferocious approach. Um, 
And I think that's what we need to see. It needs to be led by their leaders like Jake Stringer, who will have a chip on his shoulder as well after not getting picked in the old Australian last night. Um, Darcy Parrish as well, Zach Merritt, these sorts of guys. Um, they, they need to lead the line for the young Bombers to get the win. Um, like Jimmy touched on, the Bulldogs are a lot more experienced. Um, they probably deserved a top four finish in the end. They didn't get it. So they, they, they're not going to, they don't want to be knocked out in the first week of finals because that will just be a tragedy for the dogs. So um, expect, they need to expect the dogs coming at them and they just need to match them in intensity around the footy. And if they do, then we could see a similar result as we did in round 21. Are we at all afraid that the dogs might be a bit undersized in comparison to, to Essendon? And how much do you read into last week's performance against Port, Jimmy, with the final quarter with fade out? Uh, not much. I don't think you read into it much at all. Like I said, it's a new, brand new start. When the pressure's up, when the pressure is up for the doggies around the footy, um, they're almost unbeatable. We saw Libanil, he was going to break break the record for most clearances at the start of the season. Yeah, he's dropped off a little bit. But like I said, once once you know the job is done and you're playing finals, yeah, they would have loved to finish top four and they probably deserved it, as Nico mm-hmm. said. But sometimes, you know, like they won that premiership. Yeah, coming from seventh. Sometimes the dogs like to be the underdogs and this could really spur them on to uh, to really break Essendon. So I don't think there's too much to read into last week. They're playing finals. They're there. They've got an opportunity. And remember the last time they met in a final, right? Do you remember? 1953, right? How could you forget? Footscray won by eight points. So history's on their side. I was just going to touch on the rucks as well for the dogs. I think that's been their biggest issue. It was pretty evident last week. I think I saw yeah. Malcolm Pelly in the ruck at one point, and I was just like, you can't can't have your Rolls Royce playing in the ruck. Um, Tim English has struggled a bit in recent weeks, and he has going up against the young Sam Draper as well, who I think is a quality quality young man. He's yeah, it, it's going to be an uphill task for the dogs to yeah win the ball in the middle first. I think it's a story either way, though, because the yeah. Dons, they've gone 17-year streak without a finals win. But if the Doggies lose, this is their third straight finals loss, isn't it? They've, just, they've been knocked out. They haven't won a finals game since the 2016 flag. So either way, it's a huge story. So now time for some huge tips. Who's your honest picks for this game, boys? My honest pick, uh, I'll go against the Bombers because I do think the Dogs, they have to win. Oh, I'm a liar. You are a liar. <laughs> Mate, I, I just as much as this is this it is a huge opportunity for Essendon to win because they do go in with the nothing to lose mentality. But um, I just can't see the dogs slipping out of the top four and then choking in the first week in an elimination final. They have to respond. Um, they know where they've gone wrong in the midfield and they have to amend that this week. So I expect them to do that. Um, and yeah, I'll, that'll be my tip. Jimmy? Yeah, thrashing was an overreaction by me before when I mentioned that as I was scrolling through to trying to get some stats to back up my point. I do think that the dogs will win, though. Um, I don't think it's going to be easy. If you base it on form, <laughs> the Essendon have, have really good form coming into this and the dogs don't. But like I said, it's finals. You can start fresh. I think the quality and experience is there for the doggies. I think they'll get the job done. Uh, another three-goal win. Let's do 17 points. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of uh, Essendon's last time around finals appearance when they got absolutely done by, was it the Eagles? West Coast, over there though, I think. Yeah. yeah. Something mm. about those vibes where, as I've said a couple of times on different pods this year, that being an Essendon fan seems to be, how can I be disappointed in the most painful way possible? 
and being the most painful way would be getting absolutely belted by the doggies this weekend. And mm. I have a, I have a tingly feeling that that might just happen. Ooh. So I reckon dogs mm. by 30 points. Huge in Tassie. Last time Don's played in Tassie, they got a huge crowd out there. It was like a big home ground advantage. So maybe we'll see mm. a big crowd show up. All right, final segment, boys. It's your put your house on it picks for the first week of these 2021 AFL finals. It's brought to you by Simmons Homes. Mm. Every day across Australia, it's tools up for Team Simmons because their people stand by their promise to start building your new home on time and on budget. So if you're ready to join the hundreds of Australians they're welcoming each month, talk to Simmons, the great Australian builder, just like Nicky G has. He's building a house right now in lockdown. What a champion. And so, Nick, lead us off here. What are you wagering your house, your brand new house, (laughs) on happening this weekend? Well, you can pretty much do this every week, but it's Jack McRae to get over 35 touches. I just spoke about how the Bulldogs midfielders need to lift and who else but Jack McRae. He does it almost every week. He does anyway. it every week. So, I mean, you won't you won't get much of a return, but I'd put my house on that one. It's a safe bet. Jimmy, what are you putting your newly minted house on? Oh, this is what you got to do. You contact Simmons Homes. You get them to build a house. Hopefully they can turn it around by tonight and put that house on Hawkins to kick three. He'll kick three goals minimum. It's his 300th game. Hawkins, he's going to have an absolute classic. He's a finals player, Nico. You know, he burst onto the scene in a grand final. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's a big, big, big-time player, and Hawkins will kick three minimum. Well, unluckily for one of us, Jimmy, one of us will be out of the house because I'm putting the house on Port to win and to win well. So we mm. all know the record under Chris Scott. In their first year, they won the first week of finals. They won the flag. Since then, they were 1-7 in the first week. Uh, despite being the favourites in five of eight of those finals. They do not like the first week of finals. Chokers. I don't think anyone's worked out why. <laughs> Chris Scott hasn't worked out why. The players haven't worked out why. It's been basically the same team. Each year they just add another excellent free agent. Will Isaac Smith teach them how to win a first final? I don't think so. Port, buy plenty, and uh, you can put your house on that. All right, that's the weekend's actions preview. Thank you, boys, for your in-depth analysis and your even hotter takes. And thanks again to Sims Homes for sponsoring all of the footy live finals coverage. And so don't forget to check out the app this weekend and stay up to date. And until Monday, enjoy the football.